Six Dog Stars and Two Headed Calves. I'm Merle Riedel, Assistant Curator at the Kansas Museum of History, and you're listening to a May 5th, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. Each quarter, curators select five artifacts for the Cool Things section of our website, kshs.org. With this podcast series, we take a closer look at these artifacts and find out the story behind the story. In the following interview, a panel of misguided museum staffers interrogate me on the symbolism of the Wolf Creek Nuclear Power Plant's logo and if Wolf Creek is responsible for the two-headed calf phenomenon in Kansas. Okay, this is the last segment of the podcast. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, cool things that I wrote. Um, and asking me questions is is a panel that's pretty much comprised of everybody involved in the project so far. Um, and my cool things was about was about a um, a print um, made by Black Bear Bozen, and the print actually features the um, logo for the Wolf Creek generating power, nuclear generating power plant. It's kind of the um, trademark or signature insignia for the for the plant. So let's go ahead and start out with the questions. Well, this is Laura, and I spoke about the leg brace worn by the polio victim. And Merle, um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the artist Black Bear Bozen. Sure, Laura, I can uh, tell you about Black Bear Bozen. Um, Bozen uh, was a Native American art- artist of Kiowa Comanche heritage. He was born in Oklahoma in 1921. Um, he later served in World War II and moved to Wichita, where he worked as a graphic designer at um, Boeing Aircraft and worked at Western uh, Lithography. Um, he was kind of associated with the school known as the Five Kiowa Artists or Kiowa Five, um, and they're kind of known for two-dimensional flat shapes that are reminiscent of Native American icons on teepees and shields. Um, he's sort of best known for a 44-foot sculpture um, called Keeper of the Plains um, that rests in downtown Wichita right now. Okay, this is Blair from the Southern Rights Flag piece. Merle, can you tell us something about the symbolism of the logo? I certainly can. The symbolism is actually what I think is kind of the coolest part about it. Um, Wolf Creek Generating Station was built... um, It was kind of built by two utilities, uh, Kansas Gas and Electric and Kansas City Power and Light. Um, They started the project in 1968 and ended in 1985. And uh, there was a certain certain degree of controversy with it. And Bozen, he intentionally wanted to use mythology to kind of, of, I don't know, ease over the controversy. Um, So he used the, the, the mythology and the symbolism to kind of link the plant to the landscape. Um, In the center of the image, you see the wolf's head, um, which is known as the great hunter or the great provider that lives in harmony with the environment. And that's sort of what Bozen, uh, that's why he picked it. And then around the wolf is a ring uh, of blue waves. And uh, that references water, which is kind of um, equivalent to the plant itself, which is pretty much uh, literally surrounded by a cooling lake. And then behind the wolf, you see the uh, Sirius Star, which um, is called the Sirius Star 
Uh, it's located in the const. It's an actual star located in the constellation Canis Major, and it's also known as the Dog Star. And in Greek mythology, it's the symbol for heat. And Bozen kind of used that to symbolize um, what the nuclear plant itself does. Interestingly, uh, Sirius star, you may have heard the name Sirius from the book uh, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, where uh, one of the characters is named Sirius Black, which is named after the Sirius star or the dog star because Sirius Black turns into a dog. So the ring has nothing to do with Homer Simpson and donuts. No, no, no. Not that I know of, no. This is Laura again. And, Merle, I was just wondering why the power plant is named Wolf Creek. Another good question, Laura. Um, it is known as Wolf Creek. Um, uh, when I originally was reading about it, uh, basically um, it was known as Wolf Creek because there's a nearby creek called Wolf Creek. And uh, then I called uh, the plant itself and started talk talking to some of the staff there. And they told me about a contest that was held uh, while the plant was being constructed. Uh, there was a naming contest um, exclusively for the construction workers and plant operators to see who could come up with the name. And um, Wolf Creek was the winning name. So I guess they kind of had a competition to come up with an obvious name. This is Rebecca. Uh, I'm the one who answered rude questions about Mickey Mouse undies earlier in the podcast. Merle, um, I don't have a rude question for you. Uh, so my question for you is, a nuclear power plant in Kansas, did that happen with or without controversy? Actually, it, it, uh, it, it happened with a lot of controversy. Um, when they started the uh, development for it in 1968, the planning phase for it, KG&E and Kansas City Power and Light, um, and really most utilities in the country, uh, this was right as uh, fuel shortages were coming, were, were starting to happen in the United States, and, um, and increased standards for pollution, um, which sort of prevented the coal option. These utilities really saw nuclear power as the only feasible um, option for the future. It's kind of ironic, actually. They were on a quest to find an alternative energy source at the time. And really, uh, you know, roughly 20, 25 years later today, we're pretty much um, doing the same thing, looking for alternative energy sources. Um, and what they, they saw the wave of the future was nuclear energy. Um, so they went ahead, they, they, they applied for federal uh, permits to do it, and um, right away from the beginning there was a lot of controversy. Uh, a lot of it started with um, the local residents and the site that they had selected near Burlington, Kansas. Um, the residents did not like the concept of eminent domain. They did not want their land taken away. People in the county um, did not want a nuclear power plant in the county. And that was a portion of the people. There was also a large contingent that did want the nuclear power plant power plant because um, Coffee County was one of the poor counties in the state and it created a lot of tax revenue. Um, there was groups from Kansas City, environmental groups from Kansas City that were really against the nuclear power plant. It really started to fracture uh, a lot of a lot of Kansas society along kind of unusual lines. You saw, um, uh, once you start reading about it, you even see that there's certain um, a polarization of the universities as well. Kansas State University, which has its own nuclear reactor, actually was very pro-nuclear. KU, kind of uh, a, a little bit more liberal of a school, was very anti-nuclear. So uh, that's kind of interesting. And it happened right in the middle of, of huge uh, nuclear controversy all over the United States. And in 1979, when Three Mile Island exploded, it kind of um, just invigorated the argument here. But regardless, the utilities drove on. It became their sole mission in life to complete this plan. Um, took them so long, regulations changed constantly, and huge amounts of money were wrapped up into it. Um, but the utilities finally pushed it through, and it was finished in 1985. This is Nikayla, and I spoke earlier about the Dulcet. 
My question has to do with the possible effects of a power plant in Kansas. Um, there seem to be several two-headed calves in Kansas museums, and I want to know if Wolf Creek is responsible for that phenomenon. That's a that's a, that's that's a question. Um, <laughs> they're not really responsible for the two-headed phenomenon, Nikayla, because there were two-headed calves before Wolf Creek plant was was built. Um, and actually, that question kind of symbolized a little bit of, of um, mis, mis, misconception about the uh, plant itself. Um, people were actually really concerned about radiation, what it might do to the local environment, and you know the possibility that they could have more two-headed calves. But um, because of the safety regulations revolved, uh, are involved in nuclear power production, uh, there's really less chance of radiation exposure there than in uh, you know, standing outside all day. That concludes Episode 6, Dog Stars and Two-Headed Calves. Join us in two weeks for our next podcast. This podcast has been a production of the Kansas State Historical Society. Black hole sun, won't you come?